I found a box of old cassette tapes. They weren't numbered, they weren't dated, and they weren't organized whatsoever. These are those tapes. And that's how he lost his thumb. But anyway, if you're just joining us, this is Fishing with Gil. And uh, which is the show we talk about fishing. And it isn't too common on the show, but this is one of those times we got a caller. And I'm kind of excited. So go ahead, caller. What'd you catch? Well, um, we were, um, my family and I, were out on uh, Tabucana Lake, um, which you all know is near Loose Mountain. Tabucana, um, yeah, that, I've, I've done some fishing up there. They got some big ones. Yeah. Um, we were out on Tabucana Lake, which is near Loose Mountain, and we caught, um, I can only um, describe it, I guess, as a kind of a, um, well, it was like a small dragon, but like a fish. Like one of them dragon fish that's got the, it's got them gnarly old heads on it with the spikes coming down the ridge. You're talking about one of those sort of, is, is that a pike? So something, and I have fished um, around the world. I fished around the world. And um, I've never caught anything like it before. Um, it appears to be an actual dragon that has, um, with gills. You're talking about a, a mythical creature. What sort of bait do you use on this son of a gun? I was just using a, um, a squirm worm. Um, a squirm worm? Yeah, a squirm worm. Um, you know, from the, um, you know, from the Fran Drescher bait collection. I don't know a squirm uh, worm, and I don't know a Fran Drescher collection. Is it she? She's the nanny, correct? She does a fishing yeah. line. She was the nanny. Yes. Um. Yes, she has a fishing line. She has a lot of different products and fishing. Um, so I tend to use her baits because I find them both uh, attractive to fish and elegant as a consumer. And um, so we were out there on the lake, and um, you know, I put in a squirm worm, and then I was um, I was uh, just reading my novel. I tend to bring a novel out on the on the water. I was reading while we were out. Now you say out on the water. You in a boat? What sort of what sort of equipment are you set up with? Um, well, I uh, I make my own boat. You um, made your own boat. You're, you're talking about being on sort of like a, a raft, or is it like a wooden sort of collection uh, of logs I mean, hewn together? I, I artisanal boats um, from melted candles and shells. Um, so I was out of one of my own craft. Um, as I said, with my corn up on, I was wrapped in my pashmina. I was reading a Wally Lewis, and um, I just got to a very intriguing uh, juncture. You know, um, I just, I'm a big reader, so. But, you know, I was just enjoying my day. I wasn't really expecting to catch much. I thought maybe, you know, a trout would be a bass. Um, and then I felt a tugging on my arm. And I uh, reached down into the water. And because um, I, uh, but I, I, uh, I hang fish. So Wait I a second. You hang fish? Well, I hang fish. Oh, so you. Oh, I use my own hands. What and about the Fran Drescher worm? I thought you was using that. I, I was. It was on the end of the world. And um, so I dropped it. And I, I felt a tugging upon it, and I pulled it in, and it appeared to be a um, some sort of a dragon. Um, and it was calm. Uh, it was com- it was like a cream color, like not. I wouldn't say a white, like a cake frosting, and I wouldn't say a yellow, like butter. I would say a cream, 
you know, a cream colored dragon. Well, sure. Um, but take us back. I love the, the story of the fight now. So you, you, if you've listened to this program, which I'm assuming you have, you know that I love when you you're sitting in the boat and you feel that first little tug. And then now what do you do? How do you set that hook? And so you're I picture you, you're on your artisan boat. You've 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 made yourself and you've got your arm sort of hanging down and and what you've got the line wrapped around your finger with your worm on the end of it. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, um, well, I, I don't know if um, fight would be the word. It was more of an attraction. Um, I felt that the dragon was uh, meant to be in my boat. And so, and I think it felt it too. Um, and so it, it more, I would say I felt the tug and I pulled gently. And then I would say it clambered aboard. It clambered aboard using its little paws. When I think of clamber, I think of someone that's been awash or adrift at sea and he's helping them in and they sort of lumber themselves up over the edge of your boat. Yeah. You you're saying yeah. this dragon kind of done that? Yes, it clambered aboard. It was about um, three to four feet um, in length or height because it can rise up upon its um, back end. Um, and uh, I, I, we made a... Um, an, uh, we connected with our eyes first, I would say, and then, um, you know, and then sexually. Wait a second. Wait a second. Now, is, he's, is this old dragon got that hook in his lip or what? How in the heck are you are you unhooking him? He had at this point, um, I felt he and I don't know if he is right. I, I felt a strong androgynous energy from the dragon. Um, oh, I see. I dragons. Um, are, are gendered the same way. I mean, we aren't gendered that way, but everyone, you know, thinks that there's only two genders, but there's, you know, there's dozens of genders. Um, well, they, sure, I don't hardly ever think of fish as much more than just a a vessel, you know? It's not like they got a whole bunch of reproductive organs that are just dangling yes. around on them. So is this dragon pretty, you know, you wouldn't know to look at him or her or it or they by just telling what it is you're seeing this dragon yeah. and thinking there's there's just a being yes and uh kim borden uh, we yes i we had a you know an instant connection like i said and um you know and uh i didn't i didn't kill the dragon um did you want to i'd have figured no, you no, you'd... like i said i felt a you know first a soul attraction that a sexual attraction to the dragon um who now lives at my home um, oh, so you you brought it home. This isn't the catch and release, and it isn't the cook it up and have it for supper. This is one of them, I'm going to be your friend kind of deals. It, and I would say more than friends. I mean, my uh, lover Peter and I are always open to other participants and having the dragon uh, in our um, in our geodesic dome has been uh, enlightening and rapturing, fulfilling, uh, bewildering at times. Um, but uh, you know, I think we've really opened ourselves up, um, uh, both Peter and and also Glenn and Rhonda and Tambor, who were living here. Also, Tambor uh, unfortunately left. She's terrified of dragons. Are they all fisher people too? Do they get out there on the lake? Could they verify your story that, you know, did you, and oh, how no. did you ever get the hook he out? His own chimes. Okay. He his own chimes and sells them. Um, Rhonda is an online um, shoe salesperson. Is Tambor that fella that works at the gas station that changes tires real fast? Are you thinking of Timber? Tambor was, as a woman, um, and she does some brickwork, um, but not like for houses. Um, it's where she'll find a special brick for you. Um, 
That's that, called that's that brickwork. So if I went into her and said, "Hey, I'm looking for something in like a red clay, but it's got to be all swooped out," she'd go find it for me. Oh no, it's more she's finding. Like, say you're building a home. Um, she's worked with a lot of different celebrities. Um, you're building a home. It, you know, each home. I don't know if you've heard of a spirit brick, but um, a home should have a a brick in it that is connected to the owner. It prevents all sorts of calamities. Um, so Tambor does. She'll go to like a brickyard where there are millions of bricks, and she'll sense. You know, she'll get a call from uh, you know Skeet Ulrich, Stephen Dorff, saying. Um, you know, I'm building a new home. It's in, um, you know, I'm building a new home. It's in Woodland Hills. It's quite near Dave Croft's residence. Um, and uh, I need you to go find the spirit brick for my home. So she'll go to one of the brickyards and she'll just stay there, uh, you know, for a day, two days, whatever it takes to find, you know, Stephen Dorff's spirit brick so that when he builds his uh, his home in Woodland Hills, the, the house will not be uh, afflicted by a climate. And you, you can make a living doing that? There's enough money in spirit bricks to keep you afloat? Well, we didn't charge Tambor rent because she was part of our relationship. So Tambor's finances, I suppose, are Tambor's business. I'm sad that she left when the dragon came. But, uh, you know, I think Tambor, she always, uh, she always lands on her foot. The uh, the single foot? I guess yeah. I haven't met her. I only know Tambor, the tire changing fellow. What's... Uh, is it was it any was it a fishing accident? I'd love to hear about it if that's how she lost that foot. Or lost her foot? No, um, she lost her foot at a baby shower. That'll get you. That's that's for sure. Was she at one of them when they tromp out through the woods to reveal some sort of gender, and then they have a bear trap? No one's seen. Was it something like that? No, it was a regular baby shower, and she got her foot trapped in the microwave. Well, that, I mean, goodness sakes, that, that's I mean, not too common. Had, the, 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 family, the family had um, a, uh, 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 what do you call it, um, uh, a cord um, attached to a lamp, and uh, Amber, Tambor, sorry, Tambor tripped, and um, she sort of stumbled and um, she had her shoes off out of respect for the house. No one else took her shoes off, but Tambor. Um, and there was just a lamp setting out where the cord was like across a walkway? It was, a, it was no, Tambor likes to stick to the edges of rooms. Oh, I see. Yeah, I can, I can identify with that. The energy. She, she senses the energy in the middle of the room is too chaotic for Tambor, so she sticks to the edges. So she's walking the edges of the room. I can understand yeah, that. I'm she's a... walking the edges of the room to go get more. Uh, they had pizza combos, and she loves pizza combos. Um, so she was walking the edge of the room to go to the pizza combos, and she tripped on the cord. She then sort of banged the toe against a bookcase, and it split open. Yeah. And she, because she sent such chaotic energy, she was afraid that energy was going to get in through the cut in her toe. And so she immediately went to microwave her foot. Um, but it was a microwave slash um, convection oven. And so she didn't understand the settings. So she had her foot up. She was laying on the floor, foot up and in the microwave. And she was microwaving her foot. And the settings were wrong. And she had her toe ring on and her foot, to sum up, I don't usually use this word, but exploded. And so that's why she is now a one-footed person. 
That's a heck of a set of circumstances, and she's still able to get out there with that one foot and get them spirit bricks. Well, bless her heart. That's that's impressive. She's still it's able to. As a prosthetic, uh, Fran Drescher also makes a line of prosthetic feet. Oh, but she's got her hands and all kinds of stuff. Well, and her feet, I guess. Is it modeled after her foot? Could you? <laughs> I, I enjoyed that. Um, is her hand modeled after her foot? Is, is her foot, is her foot that she sells? Can you go in and say, give me the nanny? And then you get a nanny foot they put yeah, on you. I think, I think I, if I remember correctly, Tambor, um, she talks a lot. So it's hard to remember what all of her stories were. But I think she said you can get the nanny. That's probably what I'd do. I'd then shoot. I'd have something to talk about at parties. Yes. Well, and you, you yourself lost a finger, if I'm not mistaken, from listening to your program over the years. Oh, long time listener here. Yep. Don't have that dang thumb no more. Don't really need it. Just I was out trying that noodling stuff, which, you know, similar to what she's doing, just fishing with my own hand. And that wasn't mm-hmm. what did it. I was reaching in there and, and a beaver got it. Didn't bite the thumb off, but the beaver drug me down further. And that's where I found that dang bear trap. I don't know how it got under the, the, the bank like that, but it, and I was lucky it didn't take my whole arm, just the thumb. Mm-hmm. It's like the beaver just gently with his little, little beaver teeth placed it in there and then paddled it, paddled the trigger with his tail. Boom, hit off my thumb. No, I think it's very beautiful to lose your thumb because you know what phrase I dislike is um, opposable thumb because I'm like opposing what, you know, it's part of me. Absolutely. My thumb is, I mean, there are times when I've looked at my thumbs and just been like, get out of here. Um, I still have them and I have both my feet. Um, But consider yourself lucky. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'd say consider yourself lucky. A lot of us out there, you know, we, we'd. We don't look down at our thumbs and say, get on out of here. I'd say, come on back, really. When I was looking down sometimes, trying to hold a spoon and things like that, I, I miss my thumb a little bit. Yeah, well, you can always go, did you give it to some sort of thumb collector? You could go visit it? You know, I never went back down there. I was It hurt so bad uh, in that dang trap. Uh, I popped up out of the water. I could barely breathe. I flipped myself uh, out on the bank. You know, my, my chest is just heaving up and down. And then there's this big old fella comes over, and he's just drinking beer and looking down. I mean, what's wrong with you kind of a deal. And I had to hold up my stump and just say, look, look, this dang beaver put it in a trap. And he says, well, you can climb in the pickup truck if you want. And then he and his wife were nice enough to drive me down to the clinic, and they tried to stitch it up. And I did have the thought after of, you know, shoot, I should go back and do a ceremony for the thumb. But by the time I got back, it was floating around, and some people had made like a little, like a canoe for it. And they set it on fire, like a, like a Viking funeral or something. They was all sitting there shooting BB guns at it and drinking beers. And so I just had to laugh and say, well, I ain't, I ain't getting her back this time. Your thumb was a woman? Well, I always referred to her. Yeah, I was like, oh, she's a good old thumb, this. And I'd hook her in my belt loops and let her just hang, let that old hand hang. And I'd say, she's, yeah, she's clinging. Which one is it? My right leg is a man named Tim. And what's, um, old, Tim, what's old Tim good for, running or just a leaning? He has a job. He's a lawyer. Oh, so he's out there get, getting things of his own done. Where, how's he find the time? Well, I mean, all of my jobs are uh, more um, of my own. Uh, and like I said, I make entries on boats. I'm a big reader. I fish. I fish around the world. But, you know, Tim makes our money. So Tim is a lawyer at um, 
Parmenter and Green downtown. It's um, Entertainment Law. I know them. Shoot, yeah, I've had to, I tried to turn this show into cable access. Had to sue a whole bunch of folks. And Parmenter and did you say it was Green or in what was the second name? I know Parmenter. Green Entertainment. Yeah, those, those. my leg is a lawyer, and that's how we fund our um, enterprises. Well, does Tim take? Was Tim out there fishing for this dragon, or is he working and putting in the hours at the office? How's that work? Well, whichever of us is working at the time, the other one has to come. Um, so Tim works at the office. You know, he he works eighty hours a week, so that's why you know we fish on the weekends uh, to relax. And how do y'all communicate with each other? Um, well, Tim talks through me, so... Oh, just straight up the nerve endings right into your brain. Yes, yeah, so at work, everyone calls Tim Rachel because they think I'm Tim, my leg who's a lawyer. Sure. Um, everyone calls me Rachel Burke, calls him Rachel Burke because they think it's me, but they don't know that only my leg is a lawyer and that I'm much more free being, um, you know, a polygamist, a... Uh, or polyamorous, I should say. I, you know, we used to say polygamist, but... Sure, well, he doesn't have a whole lot of say in the matter if you say, hey, this dragon and I kind of oh, well, hit it off. Tim is not polyamorous. Tim is in a relationship. With... But I'm polyamorous, so Tim has to come along. And then I'm also, you know, when Tim wants to see his wife, I am with Tim's wife, and Tim is monogamous with Carrie. And when Carrie's experiencing pleasure, what she yell out, Tim or Rachel? Tim. She yells out Tim. So if I was to aware of Tim the leg, but at work, um, I know this will sound wild, but I think everyone would think it was crazy. I think it'd be confusing if I'd come down the hall and I heard y'all in the bedroom or something. And I opened the door, which I don't know why I would. I'd leave y'all to I your peace. Yeah, I don't think I should or would be. I'm no, thinking of a scenario. I don't think so. Well, what I was envisioning is y'all were visiting me at a cabin and I was going to offer y'all some bacon and I come down the hallway, open mm. the door, kind of plate full of bacon. And, and then I hear, oh, 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 Tim. And I look and I just see y'all too. That'd be mm. confusing as, all, as, as I was getting at. Well, confusion can be helpful. Sure. Yeah. That's Well, you said that you and the I dragon. Like Annette Benning is confused every day of her life. She has, that, the, she has that look. Yeah, she does have that look. actress. Winning Oscars, and the next minute she's married to Warren Beatty, and we never see her again. Yeah, she just sort of disappeared, and I've heard she got into fishing, so, you know, it can be addicting, and maybe it just took her on that lake, and she said, I don't need to do no more dang acting. I'm just out here cracking beers and enjoying life. Yeah, I mean, I think it's what, uh, you know, I, you and I look at us, two very different people, um, and here we are connecting over my dragon. Yeah, and I I want to get back to that because I you know thinking of you and Tim and how you said that you and the dragon just sort of had a connection straight away, and I still want to know if you got that hook out of his lip or if he ever even took oh, the bait. The, the the hook was never in. He he was attracted to the to the string, and he came over and he sort of grabbed it with both his little dragon paws and tugged on that. Sure. And um, I pulled, and it, like I said, he just sort of clambered aboard, and we had this immediate connection. That was was it was it winded? Exciting. Was that dragon winded when it clambered in? Was it naturally under the water, or had it fallen in? What's the natural habitat of this dragon? From what I've discerned um, from the baths that the dragon takes is the dragon can breathe both air and water. 
Okay, that must be handy because you you're giving it a bath, and all of a sudden it you dunk it a it little too deep. Bath. It really loves our tub. Yeah, and how's old Tim feel about that? Y'all get in there together, or is Tim pretty faithful to Carrie? Well, Tim does whatever I do, but Tim closes Tim's leg eyes and doesn't participate. What about Tim's so. leg nose? Does he have any trouble under the water when you take in a bath? Oh, no, Tim Tim doesn't have those sorts of functions. Tim is a leg, um, and the leg doesn't breathe independently of me. Um, so Tim's fine in the bathtub, um, but I don't bathe with the dragon because I, I don't know whether the dragon would react well to that. Yeah, sure. But sounds like y'all got a pretty interesting kind of hetero slash polyamorous slash homo adjacent kind of open-ended pansexual relationship where the dragon's just a, an an additional part to an already thriving healthy relationship y'all got there at that at the geodesic dome can i say something sure i feel like you're the first person who's ever gone well, I appreciate that. I mean, as you said, we're different, you know, but here you are making boats and hand fishing and and, and listening to a show about fishing. Heck, we can't be too different. We both love shows about fishing. I agree. I couldn't agree more. Well, that's wonderful to hear. I a have... really, enlightening, uh, really enlightening conversation for me. I was afraid when I called, you know, how are they going to react when they hear? And what if they, what if they find... I tend to think of the fishing audience as more closed-minded, more shut down. And uh, I'm discovering that I was wrong. I thought we would argue. I thought we would have that you would be the thumb to my hand. And here we are uh, finding common ground. And I just think that's wonderful. Well, heck, so do I. I mean, that's a big deal of this show is just let's not have any preconceptions. Let's just let's get together and talk about fishing. And hopefully we'll find out everybody's pretty different and everybody's pretty similar. And that it just feels good to yank something out of that damn creek or lake or ocean or wherever you're doing it. And you pulling this dragon out. I mean, shoot, that's got to get everybody excited. I can't imagine anyone listening, whether they's closed minded, open minded or a sentient being from a different dimension that wouldn't be excited about hearing that story, I want to know, you know, he said he's sit up on his little hind legs and can he shoot fire and how much does he weigh? He's got little claws on them back feet and do them wings work? Does he fly about? What age is he? What kind of stuff does he eat your house? I mean, I could go on and on. I'm just conf- so com- uh, curious about this dang dragon. Well, I'll, uh, you know what? I'll call in another time. That's uh, fair. That's fair. I'll hold you to that. that. I have a client apparently who's waiting in the uh, waiting area. Uh, Tim does. Um, so I'll have to sign off for now. Oh, use that the law firm right now. Oh, yes. This is, uh, I spend my lunch break, uh, you know, Tim takes a nap. And so I call into various radio programs. Oh, that's a, that's, shoot, that's a good way to do business. Y'all are just symbiotic. We really are. What do your we wedding can, photos I look like? I think that everyone has a leg like Tim, you know? Well, shoot, I mean, people metaphorically refer to their partner as, oh, this is my other hand, or, or this is my, you know, better better half, as if it's a half of their person. Shoot, he's, he's one quarter of your appendages, literally. Yeah, that's accurate. 
well, all right, we'll let y'all get back to your lunch break and back to fighting justice and serving the law. And and I'd love to hear back from you anytime and get get some updates on this dragon and how how it's doing. And 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 you know what? I'm looking into investing in a house, and I'll get in touch with old Tamber and see if I can get one of them spirit bricks if that comes to be. Because I'd shoot, I'd love to ward off any bad spirits coming in, you know, want to, want to keep bothersome. Send, send me a, send me a letter in the mail and I'll give you a reference check. Uh, shoot. Yeah. You betcha. I'll do that just as soon as we get done here. And thanks for calling in to fishing with Gil. Good luck. Keep your lures clean and keep your life clean. Thanks for calling. These are those tapes is improvised and produced by Wendy Molyneux and David Huntsberger. For more information, please visit theseAreThoseTapes.com. <laughs>